If you guys have not been tuning in to ACG Podcast, we talk about finance, we talk about sports entertainment, we talk about the hottest and latest topics outside of politics, outside of religion, we don't touch that. Hottest topic right now, Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm sure that you've heard he's great, he's the it factor, he's the GOAT. Here's the thing, I'm going to give you a complete analytical breakdown of Patrick Mahomes' skill set as a athlete for 22 years. I'm going to tell you in-depth analysis on what the coaches are thinking. I'm going to talk to you about being a hybrid athlete, coming from baseball, growing up with baseball, and being integrated into football. Two polar opposite sports, but ultimately they have a throwing motion in the same sequence. We're also going to talk about how his legacy is being built and how the consistency can contain itself. So here we go. Tune in, and let's go to a break. So let's talk about Patrick Mahomes' skill set and how everything was formed. Based on genetics, having a brother that's 6'10", but his mother not being very tall nor his father being very tall, but being a major league baseball player between 10 and 12 seasons. Um, Ultimately, though, a pitcher. Whether he was right-handed or left-handed, I'm not aware. That matters greatly when it comes to baseball offensive and pitchers. So if you want to be in the major leagues and you're a right-handed pitcher, you have to bring heat at least 96 miles an hour. If you are a left-handed pitcher... You could be throwing 85, 88 miles an hour, and you can play professional baseball in the MLB. The difference is how your body aligns when you release the ball, whether on the left or the right side, will either trick or it will allow the batter to either hit through the ball and see the pitch coming, or as a lefty, they will not be able to see the ball until the arm drops over the leg. That is delayed reaction time, which usually lefty pitchers do better at. Patrick Mahomes reportedly was throwing 96 miles an hour. Um, In order to have that type of arm strength, you would really either have to look at his genetics and his, they call them twitch fibers, but we don't have to get into the science of that. I'm just going to tell you, Out of all the players I've played with, only three guys I knew uh, ever hit the 90s. I was a lefty pitcher. The fastest I ever threw was 83. Um, And it didn't matter if you worked out. It didn't matter if you had strong arm conditioning. A lot of it has to deal with how tight the tendons are and how fast those twitch fibers snap. Um, The thing with football... And the thing with baseball is that baseball has a varied weight and size compared to a football. True. But it is still in the linear alliance that one arm releases the ball in baseball and one arm releases the ball in football. So if you learn how to play certain positions in baseball that can translate over to football, but you don't recognize that that pattern exists until you play another sport, that is what we call a hybrid athlete. It's very rare because ultimately if you want to get into the NFL, um, just about every coach from peewee football to high school to college 
will tell you you have to be dedicated to one sport. And it's not just a mindset. And I'm going to walk you through again. I'm going to go through the schematics of his skill set. So Patrick wasn't just a pitcher. Patrick was a shortstop. When you're playing shortstop, a ball can be hit to you on the ground. It can be hit to you uh, as a line drive. It, it requires you to have not only quick reaction time, but a quick pivot of your hips and of your flexors and of your ability to twist your body sideways. So when Patrick Mahomes gets a ground ball and there is a guy going uh, to second base, he has to turn two, turn one, he is going to grab that ball out of his glove, throw it to his right side of his hand, and he's going to have a second baseman then pitch it to one. But if the ball comes to him and there's nobody on base, he is going to turn his body to the right and he is going to pivot, twist his hips, angle his arm, and he's going to aim towards the first baseman. Now, how is that comparable to football? Okay, in football, the mechanics that the coaches teach you and that they harp on from, like I said, peewee football to high school to college to NFL, it's plant your feet and be in full body position before you throw because it allows you the greatest opportunity for not just velocity but for accuracy. Same thing with golf. But how does that apply differently to Patrick Mahomes? Because Patrick Mahomes was a shortstop. Patrick Mahomes could make a a throw 80 miles an hour to first base just by twisting his hips, just by running a little bit of a slant and then being able to grab that ball on a pivot and twist his hips and his body, he can make that throw with accuracy. And that's what you've seen him do in the professional games that he's played. You've seen him take the opposite arm that he's used to throwing with and tossing it five yards with the opposite arm in the opposite direction. Well, how can he do that? Because remember when I told you he goes from second base to first base, he turns two to one, that's exactly what it is in football. But if he has to turn one into the runner, then he has to pivot his body, and we've seen him do that. We've seen him call uh, 86-24 hike. He says hike, and then all of a sudden he looks to his right, tries to find Kelsey, And instead, he ends up throwing left. It confuses the defense, but he's able to do that because, once again, he was a shortstop. Now, if he was an outfielder, he wouldn't have that ability because an outfielder either runs toward a ball or they run away from a ball to then catch the ball and then they they turn it into their midfield or they gun it home. But they never twist their body. They're never in a position where they have to turn and pivot so that's the special thing about Patrick in, in his history. Now, when he's a pitcher, when he's a pitcher, he gets to work on so many different mechanics of, of body alignment and utilizing his lower body to push off. So it's not, you know, if you talk to even Kent State uh, baseball coaches and pitching coaches, they will tell you. You don't have to be six foot three, six foot four to throw the ball 96 miles an hour. What has to happen is you have to learn how to release 60% of your testosterone from your lower body and bring it to your upper body. And by doing that, you strengthen your ability and velocity. So when you see Patrick taking two steps back off the hike, he's putting that pressure on the back left leg. And then he is able to project the force and momentum forward. Then he uses the velocity and the strength of his arm. 
So if he just throws the ball sideways and his body's sideways, he's only able to throw it 20, 30 yards. But if he takes two steps back, puts that pressure on that back left leg or back right leg, and he makes sure that he gets a good push off, then he puts his arm forward. Now he's able to throw it 60, 70 yards. That is a very unique skill set in baseball they teach you. And all of that is about pushing off of the mound. If, if you, Like I said, if you're a shortstop, you're never going to learn this because you're never in standing still momentum. But if you're a pitcher, you have to stand still, then you have to pivot your body, then you have to push off your back leg, then take all that power, push it forward, and then use your arm and rip it as a release over the arm. That is the beautiful thing that has set Patrick up for success in terms of his ability to throw and, and make different plays. Now, if we talk about his vision and his calmness inside the pocket, baseball is very high pressure when you're only 120 feet from the batter. You have to think of it in that manner, okay? You have, in, in football, you have your, your smaller guys on the running back, you have your smaller guys on the receiving line, but you have your bigger guys on the defense, Ultimately, you can hear them grunting. You know each play averages about five, maybe about four and a half to five seconds long. So a lot of force happens in a very short period of time. And ultimately, that would shake up most uh, rookie NFL quarterbacks. But for Patrick Mahomes, what's also intimidating, and he learned how to adapt to this, is when a batter is up to bat and there's either people on base or they're not on base, and he is 120 to 150 feet from the batter, and that batter can hit a ball 200 miles an hour line drive right to his face. The batter can smack a 100-mile-an-hour line drive or a grounder right to his face, right to his knee. So he always has to be in that quick pivot, quick twitch motion, and that's what helps him stay calm in the pocket because he's already looking and he's matching up the opportunity to see who he's going to throw to, who he's not going to throw to. And then he also knows if he can't find anybody, he cannot stand still. Once again, very relatable to baseball. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to get into the analysis of what coaches see and maybe some of the reasons why he was passed early on and they could have made a mistake there the way they did with Tom Brady. All right, checking in. All right, we are back, and thank you for tuning in. We are now going to be going over what the coaches see when they are viewing video on Patrick Mahomes. So we have to talk about Patrick Mahomes before he was the known athlete because otherwise we're going to be misrepresenting and or insulting his current amazing accolades. But this is analysis. This is not talking about his character or his skill set as a quarterback. This is talking about guys like Russell Wilson who were passed over in the NFL who were told they were too small, who were saying that they didn't have enough arm. Guys like uh, Tom Brady, who said that he could never play for an NFL team. He wasn't fit enough. He wasn't athletic enough. They've all proven wrong. So let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. You're a coach. You're watching his early college football videos. What are you seeing in playback? First thing you see is you see a gunslinger. You see somebody that is competitive, somebody that wants to win. And while that 
correlates well with high school football. That never does well for college football. Most of your Eisenman Trophy winners from college football have been calm and poised, and they have had the ability to know not to feel pressure to win a game, but to be able to make the right play. So once again, Patrick Mahomes, not talking about what he is today, not talking about the great status of today. We are talking about, in college, his interceptions, his ability to gunsling it and not always see the play as it should be seen. So Patrick Mahomes is in the pocket. He throws in an unorthodox manner. He twists his body in ways that you shouldn't be doing in football. He doesn't plan his feet. Coaches have definitely picked up on that, and they have said, once again, we need to teach you how to throw the football. Patrick Mahomes says, with all due respect, this is how I've always played football. Let's just work with it. So they give him an opportunity. He becomes one of the starting quarterbacks, and you know the team, and he starts doing really well for the team. But you're also talking about Patrick Mahomes, who was about 20 pounds lighter, maybe about an inch shorter, So he might not have been able to see over the pocket quite as clearly. That weight always helps when you're trying to have defenders chase you and take you down. So he could have felt a little fragile at that point, a little improvisizing on the skill set. Because once again, he was a young guy. How do you build your skill set? You build your skill set through trial and error. You build your skill set through proper coaching at the next level. So your coach, you see he can throw the ball long. But college football, a lot of turnovers, a lot of wrong called plays, a lot of improper timing. So you're not looking for a gunslinger. You're looking for that 15, 20-yard passer that can hit it on the mark every time, 8 out of 10. That's what you're looking for. But then you see his character, and you see his ability to uh, build skill set in others, to build confidence in others. But once again, going back to that one major game he had, um... There was about 15 seconds left on the clock. All he had to do was throw it about 15, 20 yards to the receiver on the left side or right side, take it out of bounds, go for a field goal. He was right on the 40. What does he do? He gunslings it. Why? And if you ask him, he'd say, because I wanted to win the game. That was where Gruden took offense. And as much as Gruden likes him, and Patrick Mahomes even admitted, he said, that was a fault of mine. He's like, you know, being competitive and wanting to win doesn't always equate to winning. Sometimes it equates to immature decisions. So once again, not judging the man he is today, but judging the boy that he was on the college football field. Gunslinging ended up throwing into a three-man coverage. They intercepted the ball. Game was over. So he played great up until that moment. And he's had many interceptions through his college time. But the one thing that did not change was how unorthodox his throwing was. So you're a coach, and you don't know if he's going to play in the in the minor leagues of the football team, uh, of the football status, right? The new league that's not the uh, National Football League. And he's not projected to go high in the draft. Uh, he ended up going, obviously, top 10, but that wasn't his projection. And it was even less so in baseball, And there's a great narrative on why that is. Um, The great thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he came to a point in his life where he said, uh, you know, I know I could have been a better baseball player than my father, but I chose football. So as soon as he told 
all the other draft uh, teams interested in him about baseball, that's why he went so late in the MLB draft. He probably said he would have been between second and third round. He ended up being 37th round, somewhere around there. Um, So you have to commend him on that because a lot of us, specifically in our careers, we don't always know what we're supposed to do. We just go with what's put in front of us, what we feel is right. Patrick Mahomes, as soon as he got a football in his hand, he knew that this is what he wanted to do and follow it. So now we're going to go over to the analysis of the defense and how they read his plays. At the NFL with the Chiefs, before it was Hardman, you have the Cheetah. And, you know, incredible the speed that he runs on a 40. But you also have to look at the ability and the consistency of somebody like Travis Kelsey who can catch the ball almost every time it's thrown. Um, Kelsey is not a fast guy by any means, but Kelsey is tall enough where standing alone next to a lot of the defenders, he can generally get the ball. But when he puts his arm up, he has that extended reach and that ability and that thickness to take a hit, hold the ball. So for the most part, if you're not using the Cheetah, you're using Travis Kelsey. And if Travis Kelsey's covered, you're using the Cheetah for running. And now you have the ability to use Hardman. The confidence that Patrick has is the knowing that those guys have built a a system with him, a chemistry. He always knows where, well, for a few times there's been some off throws, but he generally always knows where Kelsey's going to be. He knows how to turn his body he knows where to throw the ball in the right position right before somebody comes. Same thing with Cheetah. He knows exactly how to pitch it off to the Cheetah. And the Cheetah is either going to get 7 yards to 30 yards on an average um, of a good run. And, and that's really confusing the defense. And while there are other guys in the subgroup of the success of the team, I look to the main people that he throws to. Um, the same way the Browns have their two guys, obviously. Um so the defense is confused. Patrick Mahomes also is very shifty. Um, he twists his body looking like he's going to throw one direction, and we went over the analysis of why that is and how he's able to do that. And it confuses the defense. They're not used to seeing that. Uh, they don't know how to react to it. They don't know whether to try to hit him. But if they press on him and try to you know, so-called blitz him, well, what does he do now? Now he's got two open guys, and he throws you know, 10 yards over their head. And now all of a sudden they just got 30 yards or 40 yard gain based on those defenders not knowing how to read the situation. So that's really tricky. And, and Cam Newton also was one of the quarterbacks that was very shifty and tricky. Michael Vick, another one as well. Michael Vick was definitely not a gunslinger, but Michael Vick could, uh, could either throw it to you 25, 30 yards or Michael Vick would run it for about 17 yards. You, you would really have to figure out if he's a running back or a quarterback. So, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, the skill set is different. We could talk about his confidence. We could talk about his poise in the pocket. We could talk about his leadership. um, Even the ability to be charismatic and competitive at the same time. Meaning that he's humble, but he's also aggressive. He, He does not like to lose. He likes to win. He likes to win at almost any cost. Um... I attest a lot of that to not just his father being a major leaguer, but probably being a young kid involved in those kind of sports uh, just makes you that way. And then you have a brother that's you know ends up being six foot ten, so you have that that height comparison. I'm sure the brother probably plays basketball and you know tries to test his brother and other things. I heard uh, Patrick Mahomes is also a pretty decent basketball player. 
Um, possibly a pretty decent golf player. There's some rumors going around, but that versatility is always warranted and built on not just natural talent, but it's built on somebody else pressuring you to challenge yourself. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is all about. And when your quarterback has the confidence that you're not just going to win today's game, but that you're going to all make a great effort at winning the game for your organization or for your coach, that's the best position that you can be in as a team. I think that's also why the Chiefs has been as successful. And uh, I think once we break on this segment, we're going to get down to some of the video of, of Patrick Mahomes in the NFL and, and some of the amazing plays that we've seen. Stay tuned. And we are back. And in the words of Shannon Sharp, Skip, I need restitution, Skip. Gotta love Shannon Sharp. Here's what I like about what Shannon Sharp says about Patrick Mahomes. Skip, 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 Skip. Let me tell you something, Skip. Patrick, my homeboy, he loves Patrick Mahomes. Why does he love Patrick Mahomes? Natural leader. Ability to see the game before it's completely foreshadowed forward. He's got a gunslinger for an arm, very similar to Brett Favre. Same attitude as well. When uh, Coach Gruden asked Brett Favre back in, I believe it was 86 or 89, he said, so why do you throw the ball that hard and that far? And Brett Favre said, because I can. That's exactly what Patrick Mahomes says when he says, are you just trying to show off? And he says, yeah. And he says, well, why are you trying to show off? He said, because I can. That's the kind of confidence that you need in the quarterback in the NFL. We also got to talk about the character of Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people truly respect the fact that Patrick Mahomes has stayed with the same girl who is now a woman, but the same woman since they were very young kids. First off, you have this beautiful love story. Second to that, loyalty. Third thing, he represents family values. I heard that he has a, a kid on the way now. I think he's going to be a great father. I think it's going to be hard for him to play football and be a father in the first uh, one to three years because he's going to miss a lot. But at the same time, he's going to be a good representation for that child and continue to be a good legacy for the Chiefs organization. I like that Patrick has never been in trouble and that he doesn't focus on any negative things out there. Somebody in his position can talk about any platform they'd want to, make any kind of money they want to, have anybody listen to them even more than the Kardashians who get paid a million dollars for every Instagram upload. I kid you not, that's how much they get paid. And what does Patrick Mahomes choose to do? When he wins a game, he puts it on his players. When he wins a game, he brings it to... His organization giving trust in him, his coaching, being able to praise the coach, praise the organization, praise the Hunt family. That is something that is rare when you're just in a general population. But to be top of the league in the NFL and to not talk about your skill set, not talk about yourself and your accolades, that is what is truly achieving and deserving of Patrick Mahomes. You'll also see the players react to Patrick Mahomes, not just because he won the Super Bowl, 
when guys come at him and they hit him really hard on the sidelines because he runs out, first thing they do is they grab his hand and pull him up. And what does Patrick do? Patrick doesn't bitch at him. Patrick doesn't waver at him. What he says is, hey, that was a good hit. And for that, you know, we had the same respect in hockey. You know, somebody would punch you in the face or punch you in the throat. And if you were immature, if you weren't a well-liked person in the game, you would want to fight back or you would say something nasty back. Instead, hey, man, that was a good hit. You know, or hey, that was a great punch. And next thing you know, you guys are on to the next play. That's the respect that Patrick Mahomes already has in the NFL League. And then also, Patrick Mahomes doesn't get sacked in the same manner that these other quarterbacks get sacked. A lot of the guys that are 280 to 350 pounds, they really go soft on him because they recognize that they're already going to sack him. So what do they do? They run at him full speed, and then they stop right before they're about to hit him. And then when they hit him, they wrap their body around him, and then they land on their back. Now what does that do? That protects the quarterback from either smashing his shoulder and dislocating it, smashing his wrist and separating it, smashing his elbow and getting tendonitis. There's a lot of things that these players do to protect Patrick Mahomes. And if you remember back to his injury, that was completely circumventional. Um, The circumstance was he got landed on. And that, that happens almost anybody if their knee goes that direction. So players on the defense that want to win the game for their team, for their coach, for their paycheck, are going soft on Patrick Mahomes because they do not want to see anything happen to this kid. There's very few quarterbacks that do not get drilled into the paint or the dirt the way that other quarterbacks do because there's not a lot of respect for them. I've seen I've seen 300-pound defensive linemen step on a quarterback's back because they had no respect for him after they already made the tackle. Patrick Mahomes gets helped up immediately. When he scores a touchdown and he does his little dance, nobody confronts him the way that they confronted Cam Newton. And everybody hates Cam Newton. They hate Cam Newton because he's tall. They hate Cam Newton because he's almost bigger than every player outside of the defensive line. They hate Cam Newton because he can throw the ball and he can run. And they hate Cam Newton because he'll literally just run in the touchdown on, on, on six steps with 15, 20 yards away. You know, who's not going to hate that? And then he brags in your face. Patrick Mahomes, you know, not a small guy, six foot three, but he's also not 230 or 240 pounds. And he doesn't always run the ball in, and he doesn't always shift his body. And anytime, like I said, he does get hit, first thing he does is he says, hey, that was a good hit. Or he tries to pull the other guy up. You got to really look at those small differences in football because that is going to tell you the longevity of a player potential. The average career in the NFL is between three and four seasons. Um, generally, once there's a knee injury, like an Achilles tendon, um, an MCL tear, their football career is over. They'll never run the same. They'll never be able to take the route the same way. They'll never be able to hit the pocket the same way and do juke moves and jitter. Everybody is trying to protect Patrick Mahomes. They want to see this kid last as long as Brett Favre did. And and it's really important to bring that point up because he's a respectful guy. Um, He also, growing up with a father that played professional baseball for, you know, 10 and 12 seasons, he's not cocky from it. He doesn't talk about, you know, he was destined to do this because his father was a pro baseball player. He said, I knew if I got into baseball, I was going to be better than my father. 
That is just a competitive thing to say. So going back to Shannon Sharp, Skip, let me skip, let me tell you, Skip, and we love Shannon Sharp. Uh, I love how he used to play as well. Shannon Sharp's excited because he sees the momentum in Patrick Mahomes. He sees a skill set. He sees a leader. Very few times as a quarterback, anything but professional. And it's really annoying when quarterbacks are only professional. Like the reason Tom Brady is annoying is because Tom Brady never says anything. Tom Brady doesn't get involved in the social things that Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes goes to uh, a major game like three days or four days after he wins the Super Bowl and he's dancing on the stage. You will never see Tom Brady do that. You'll never see Aaron Rodgers do any of that crap. And that's the thing is that Patrick Mahomes is 24, 25 years old and you want to live the excitement with the guy. You know, he's going to be 28, 29 years old at one point. He's going to mature. He's going to no longer think these things are fun to do. And it's going to be boring. This is the first time in the history of the NFL we actually have a quarterback that we can have fun around. And he's also disciplined. And he comes from a good family. And he is treating his girlfriend that's been with him forever the right and proper way. you got to respect that. Even if he lost the next two games, very few people would ever say anything negative about Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to end my analysis there. I am also ending my first episode commenting on sports. And there's probably more to come. I can even get into specific stats, talking about down seasons versus up seasons. And I'm going to talk about some things that are a little hard to understand when it comes to the personal lives of a professional football player. Things you really wouldn't think affect them that affect their performance. All right, guys. Take care.